You're listening to the Blair List Podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Blair List Podcast. I'm so excited for this week's episode because I have my friend Catalina Medellin, a publicist based in Miami who specializes in the food and beverage industry and honestly is just one of the funniest people I know. And we have way too much fun together. So I figured that it would be cool to switch it up and not only talk about her career, but also talk about what it's like to work in the hospitality industry in Miami and just a bunch of other fun things. Hey, Kat. Thanks for having me. This is long overdue. It's been requested by everyone who knows both of us because, you know, (laughs) me and Kat really like come as a pair. Truly. And we actually met at a job two jobs ago um, where I was doing social media for an agency and she was doing PR and we worked on a lot of the same clients together and basically became inseparable ever since. Yes. And we're also a day apart. So Gemini sisters forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We are literally born one day apart and we have all of the same astrological (laughs) signs except for our moon sign. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm a Libra moon. I'm a cancer moon. Yeah. But in case anyone cares. (laughs) Yeah. Both sad risings. So on this podcast, we like, like to start at the beginning. So where are you from and what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, uh, I was born and raised in Miami. Um, my family is Colombian. When I was a child, I wanted to be just like my mom. So I wanted to be a teacher. Anyone who knows me knows I hate kids. So it's pretty ironic that that's what I wanted to be. Uh, fun fact, when I started high school, I actually went to a vocational school and I was at, like, my major was veterinary assisting. What is a vocational school? So it's like not your traditional high school. Like you pretty much pick your major and then you have classes, like in addition to your regular, like English, math, science, but you also have classes with that major. So it's kind of like going to college, but in high school. And I chose veterinary assisting. That's the most random thing I've ever heard about you because you do like animals, but like, I Not wouldn't know. <laughs> like, and I had to, to wear an a teal polo because oh everyone was like, yeah, it was Robert Morgan. And every like academy had a colored shirt. This for high school? Yeah. So you went to a vocational high school? I was there for one year. Oh, that okay, did okay. not last. Then okay. I went to Palmetto and had a normal school experience. Okay. So Kat and I had a client together at our agency job for a bar called the Anderson. Rest in peace. It no longer exists. Well, it does exist, but it's new version, but it's It's not not what it used to be at all. It's not the same. Shout out to the Anderson crew. If you're listening, we love you. We know you love us. Jose stay off forever. We used to always get this cocktail called Jose's day off. What was in it? It was mezcal mezcal, tequila, watermelon, It was like a margarita, mezcal tequila, It was like a thing. watermelon margarita, but like on steroids, it was unbelievable. So it was only right that we started off this podcast with tequila. So cheers. If only it was a Jose's day off. It's but not anywhere near as good. <laughs> but it's a pomegranate juice, iced tea, 
tequila concoction that I created with whatever was left in my fridge. Blair's low-key a great bartender. <laughs> if she ever quits her day job, I'm sure she can. I can help her find something out behind the bar. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm a terrible bartender and only know how to make tequila drinks. So That's if you want tequila, all that really exactly. If you want tequila, then I'm your girl. If you want mezcal, Kat's your girl. So let's talk a little bit about your career first, and then we'll jump into all of the fun topics that we have ahead of us. You have been a publicist for a really long time, and I had another publicist on the show. Her name is Europe Angelique, and we talked a lot about like the pros and cons of being a publicist. You know, she owns her own agency that she works with like music artists and different people like that. And you have, you work in PR, but in a completely different field, you work in food and beverage and hospitality, which is a huge market in Miami. It's pretty much what Miami is like founded on. Right. So what would you say is the best and hardest part of being a publicist? So I definitely love being a publicist, especially in the hospitality industry. I did tech PR for a hot minute and it was just not the right environment for me. Like it was just so different where you're having to research like trade shows and startups and all of that. And I'm like, uh, no, I'd much rather read about chefs and recipes and hotels and trends and all of that. So, I mean, what I love most is honestly, especially in Miami, the city has changed so much in the last couple years and to see Miami really being recognized for its talent has been amazing. Like I was living in Atlanta and Atlanta's always had a great food scene and really in the South has been more recognized for their culinary abilities. And, you know, Miami was just known for like a lot of fast food chains and like larger clubs. clubs. Yes, definitely in hotels, but like food never got the attention it deserved. And I was literally having FOMO of like all the attention I was starting to get. I was like, I need to go back to Miami and start doing FNB PR here because I want to be a part of this. And, you know, seeing these talented chefs really get the attention they deserve has just been amazing. So that has been something that I've loved, you know, to be a part of. Obviously the work-life balance is something you've got to set boundaries for yourself. Like PR really never sleeps, especially working in an industry where the opposites, the schedules are so opposite, you know, they're starting their day, you know, while you're having your lunch pretty much. And they end at like 10 or 11 or even later, depending on, well, not with COVID hours are just so bizarre, but it's just like, you really do have to set your own boundaries on creating a schedule and trying to like manage things off and like, what can we till tomorrow and what you do actually need to deal with today. Have you ever dated a client? I have. It's not how did, how did that work I'm out? proud of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting you on blast. No, it's fine. Honestly, it was very early on when I first started working in PR. And it was a lesson that I needed to learn um, to never do it again. <laughs> but definitely did not end well. Um, finding out that they have a whole other girlfriend while you are doing a press clip for them in an interview that you coordinated is not the ideal situation for finding out that the guy you're seeing has this whole other life that you have no idea about. How did you find out? I was literally, he had an interview with the new times and I was just like, you know, I was starting off. So I was literally like doing my Google searches of the day about the client mentions. And I was reading the interview, clipping the article. And then I was reading that he was like, 
launching this new brunch menu and that like he was really enjoying trying out the new dishes with his girlfriend at home and I was like um I never tried this frittata at home (laughs) so obviously that's not me (laughs) um and then yeah having to work with him after that was so much fun so lesson learned don't ever date a client (laughs) don't ever date a client and on top of that what are some other things that you've learned when it comes to dating do's and don'ts Let's start with the do's. Dating do's. I mean, it's really hard, you know, being so involved in an industry and, you know, that takes up so much of your time. It's hard not to overlap your personal life into your work life. So, I mean, I have indeed dated a few people in the industry and, you know, luckily for me, it hasn't really affected my career at all but I mean I definitely do have a type because I do surround myself with these people so I mean I'm not really like on a lot of apps and all of that so I'm you know kind of just meeting people in person and you know work is my life so these are the people that I meet and I surround myself with so I always joke with Kat that I could literally go shopping for guys for her because her type (laughs) is like a specific type so if you're like above six feet yes you happen to be a chef Bonus points. Bonus points. Or just know how to cook or like be into food. To be fair, since I can't cook, I need to find me a man that can cook. Correct. Because I do have a sophisticated palate. No, I love to clean. Oh. So as long as he can cook, you know, we've got a a fair trade. You do have a sophisticated palate, I will say. (laughs) That's a great way to describe it. Honestly, like when we had that dinner at Heaton, that was like one of my favorite experiences. Oh my god, I still dream about that dinner. That was such a good dinner and that's a great work perk. Like I get to go to awesome dinners and bring my friends along. Heaton was, that's how you pronounce it, right? Yeah. It was basically this like omakase Japanese experience in the back room of a taco shop. Yeah. You're like walking through this industrial style taco restaurant and you're like where am I and you go all the way to the back and all of a sudden I just see Kat like putting a code into a keypad I'm like what is going on (laughs) and the door opens and we walk into like this eight person restaurant that's like around the chef like those omakase style and we had like a 16 course meal that I literally still dream about to this day like I still have the menu like I kept it oh I saw the pictures with chef and then we asked the chef (laughs) to take pictures with him don't worry, he wasn't Kat's type anyway, no. so it was just for... And no. he was a client, so I did learn my lesson. You did. Oh, he was also like 50 years old, well, but yeah. Well, his sous chef was hot, but I learned my lesson. You did learn your lesson <laughs> at that point in time. Before we started this podcast, I was going through my emails, and I found like these emails... <laughs> this just like makes me look and feel so old because this was probably in 2012. So The fact that you still have emails from 2012 and the same email account... Do you not? I mean, in I have the same email from when I'm five. Oh my god! If when I was five, I had like my AOL email that same. was like, "I love you, like duh." Back when I was <laughs> AIM, like <laughs> no, I'm so shorty ninety one XO. Oh like god. I literally had the most chonga. Cat was a chonga in her past <laughs> life. No, I definitely still have my old AOL. I definitely still have all of my emails because I have the same Gmail. So like, why not? It's just, you know. No, see, I didn't create my professional Gmail until college. My senior year of college was like, we, my, it was, I think it was my communications teacher. She was like, set up a professional email account and your LinkedIn profile. And this is how you will start to 
succeed in your job search. And I was like, okay, like, let me move. Cause yeah, she said that Yahoo and AOL were like a thing of the past. And like Gmail was like the way to look professional. Gmail's the vibe. Yeah. So I was looking through these emails and we had exchanges from like, he would send me like full itineraries, bullet pointed lists, like quotes in between. (laughs) We need to find out his sign. I'm getting Capricorn vibes because I feel like that's so organized to have a full itinerary. I think he's a Scorpio. Wow. I did not see that one coming. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's a Scorpio, but anyway, so he was like sending me itineraries with quotes in between each like line item and me and Kat were talking and I'm like, don't ever expect anything less than a guy who sends you a full itinerary via email with quotes in between. But you know what? I'm sure if I were to do that to someone that I'm going on a date with, like sending him a text with a full itinerary, he's going to think I'm a psychopath. Well, you're like, not the we're guy. We're going to meet at Jaguar Sun at 8.45 p.m. sharp. With like, a ticket link. With a, yeah. No, so but... For reservations. Like, I feel like he'd be like, okay, we're I'm canceling this date. Like, I have COVID. Like, I'm sorry. I can't hang out with he you. He would think that that's <laughs> creepy, but you wouldn't if he did that to you. You can obviously show that you're interested, but like, when it comes to making the actual plans... Like, you can suggest things, but you're not going to go out of your way to, like, make the plans. Oh, my God. I'm usually the one who makes reservations. (laughs) Is this why I'm still single? (laughs) Maybe. Among other things? Like, from this day forward, I need you to promise me you're never going to make another reservation. You can suggest the place. never. You can suggest the place, but, like... Don't physically make the reservation. I will not be making any more reservations for my dates. 100%. I think that that's like a very bare minimum thing that a guy can do is make a reservation. I never thought about that, but Yeah, wow. like show you're interested, but like don't do all the work. I mean, I get, because I'm, I mean, a part of my job, I mean, I am making reservations for, for like journalists, But like it's not your job. That's the thing. I know, but it's just like a habit. Like yeah. it's like, oh, hey, I, or I'll, I'll be like. DMing like a restaurant and be like, hey, can I make a reservation? Or like texting someone. Like it's just like not it's easy. But I mean, yeah, I guess I should probably stop. You can tell them <laughs> where and then make them make the reservation. I'm yeah. sure they have open table on their phone. Facts. If you have open table, they have open table. They're definitely like it takes two seconds to push three buttons. It's like, so easy. It's yeah. so easy. So from this day forward, we are no longer making reservations. I for vow dates. today to never make a reservation for any of my dates. Guys, if Kat ever makes a reservation again, I will call her out on future podcasts. I'm just putting <laughs> that out there. And I think like when it comes to obviously dating in COVID is really different and difficult. Um, I don't have much experience in that department. But I think that with COVID, you know, you're not just meeting up with randos from apps and stuff. You have to actually. Ask them. I oh. know a lot of people that have gone on like Tinder and like Bumble dates during COVID. Really? Actually, wait. I'm totally a hypocrite. I went on one date. Okay. Early COVID, um, with someone on an app. Which he, app? Raya. Um. He, we went to the same high school, but was a year younger. We had some mutual friends. So I was like, okay, like you're not a total random. We picked up Blue Collie. I brought a bottle of wine and had a picnic. Um, there was no chemistry. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, but there was no chemistry, but it was, it was nice to like get out of the house and like meet, hang out with someone. But like, do you ask them if they got tested? 
No, actually. You I can't kiss I? them, right? On the we first didn't. date. We did. I mean, there was no chemistry, so. I but even it. if there was, like, <laughs> you can't. I mean, if you're like hanging out with your family or seeing other people, like, you can't kiss a rando during Corona. I feel like not on the first date. Yeah, no. If if there was like a a vibe there, I probably would have asked as someone like who has been getting tested like pretty much every month or like twice a month. I would have definitely asked if I was like into him. I would be like. You know, he's like going in for the it. kiss, and you're like, So, when's the last time you got tested? Like, bring your results for yeah. our date. <laughs> I just feel like it is important to talk about that. So, going back to online dating, this is something that, like, really, I don't know, I'm just fascinated by because I feel like dating has changed so much in such a short amount of time, especially with millennials, and you kind of have to have it, no? I mean, Yes and no. I just joined Raya like a couple months ago, but I haven't been on any dating apps since then. Like before then, I mean. Um, And I think I was doing pretty fine with like people that I was meeting. And I mean, I also have a terrible track record of like hooking up with my friends. So I feel like that, you know what, maybe if I were to just join dating apps, I would, that would solve me a lot of problems. Probably. Yeah. And maybe you would still be friends with those people. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And when it comes to an online dating profile, like let's just use Hinge, for example, because I feel like that's the most widely used. Is that the one that asks like all the questions? Yeah. Okay. Like you choose three questions out of like however many they give you. And you, it's like, you really have to put thought into it because the questions and prompts that they're giving you are super random. It's not something that you're creating and you can like answer your own question. It's like my worst habit is, or the first round on me is if X, Y, Z, like they're, they're interesting prompts so Mm -hmm. that you give interesting answers. And that's sort of like how you have that conversation starter. You know what I mean? Yeah, see, that's the one thing with Raya. Like, you, I mean, if you want to write a bio, you can, but like, you have a mixtape that you put, and that's where I like judge went people ham. on. No, I, I mean, I went ham, and I also judge people on their songs. Hinge is more like geared towards, I guess, relationships, and they want you to be really thoughtful with your questions and your answers so that you, you have like real conversations. Okay. It's not about like, I guess just hooking up with people. It's more about dating. I think their tagline is like designed to be deleted. Oh, that's cute. So it's all about like, you know, meeting someone to be in a relationship with. And is it like Bumble where the female has to make the first move and it, or times out or something or? Um, no, it's like you get a certain amount of likes a day and then you can go through like the people that they send you. You get five likes a day, let's say. So throughout all the people that you see, you can only like five people and that person can only like five people. So either you're liking them or they're liking you. And if someone likes you and you want to like them back, you like accept the match. So you can't like aimlessly scroll for hours because you only have five likes in a day. You could if you really I mean, wanted to, but, but you can't like them if you find someone you think is hot. And you have to like. With. It's all about like intentional online dating, I wow. guess, because it's like you only have these five likes, so make them count. Like <laughs> it has to be someone that you think you'd be really into. Hmm. What is a typical solid first date in the time of COVID? 
Hmm. I mean, this whole picnic idea was cute, but this was when the restaurants were only doing takeout, so we could, we had no option of dining inside or outside. Um, but I think now with restaurants, you know, open for indoor and outdoor seating, that's definitely different. I'm still very selective as to the places that I go to. I've only been going to restaurants that I know, you know, practice, you know, really thorough cleaning. All the tables are more than six feet apart. They really enforce like everyone to wear masks. So, I mean, for me, my go-to date spot before and during COVID and after COVID and forever will be Jaguar Sun. <laughs> like you can never go wrong with their food and their drinks. And I'm a firm believer that you have to have an equally great cocktails and dishes during a first date because I feel like a, a date with bad drinks, like you can't be sober on a first date, especially if it's someone that like, I mean, not that I suggest getting wasted on a first date. No, not by any means, but I feel like, especially if it's someone that you've never met before, if it's someone from an app or a blind date, I feel like, you know, that liquid courage really does help like make you seem more normal than, and hiding the nervousness. I feel like Kat and I are really loyal people. Once we find restaurants or bars that we like, we literally stick to them until we're so sick of it that we need to find another one. Like before this, we ordered sushi from Moshi Moshi, which is the most bomb sushi in Miami, in my opinion. And Takeout sushi. Takeout sushi. Yeah. Yes. Takeout sushi. <laughs> and I order from them like once a week. Same. And every time we're together and don't want to go anywhere, it's our only choice for takeout. <laughs> we only ordered the same exact thing. Like I get the salmon avocado roll you get the spicy tuna roll and it's a really solid option but I feel like we're the same exact way when it comes to um like other places to just go out like we go to 27 a lot we go to broken shaker birthdays there like for the last five years literally for the last four or five years before we met and after we met yes (laughs) well we used to like I guess be there around the same time because we're a day apart so we used to go to I used to have my birthday at 27 and you would too. And we didn't even know each other. And then after we met, we were like, you have your birthday at 27. Let's just do it together. (laughs) And then ever since then, it's just been like a birthday tradition for us to do it every single year, which besides this year, which has been really fun. This is actually the first year that we didn't do it. No, I know. That's sad. We'll have to make up for it next year. This is your 27 at 27 year. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> the one year that I was supposed to have my birthday at 27, I didn't. That's yeah. pretty sad. But Jared, if you're listening, we're going to have to make up for it next year. <laughs> one question that I love oh, to yeah. And per a birthday request, we're going to need the kale salad to make a comeback for Blair's birthday. Oh, I live for the kale salad. (laughs) So if you guys haven't been, Broken Shaker is attached to 27. Um, It's the same owners, but 27 is a restaurant and Broken Shaker is the cocktail bar, lounge, outdoor area. And they have amazing cocktails, like super mixology vibes, like very different delicious cocktails and 27 has an amazing menu that changes every so often and I go there literally for the kale salad because it is so unbelievable (laughs) it has these like crispy crunchy chickpeas and I just love a good salad but we went there right when it opened back up after not after but we went there that was a few months ago we went right when COVID started we picked our own ingredients from the farm and that was awesome and we got takeout 
And then we came back on their, like, their opening weekend and the kale salad was gone. <laughs> I was like, guys, I literally just came for the kale salad. Like, can we figure something out? Can we like make it maybe? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, no, we only took off the kale salad. And I'm like, okay, great. But of course they have a million other things like their fried yuccas bomb. Oh my God. I the mean, oyster mushrooms are my favorite. They're amazing. <sighs> what was the other thing that we got? Um, falafel. Oh, the octopus and the falafel. Okay. So Everything good. is so good there, but also, what's their mezcal cocktail? They change it every time, but you can never go wrong with their mezcal cocktail because it's always fucking amazing. We just tell them, we're like, hey, can you just make us something like sweet and spicy with mezcal? And then they always deliver. Yeah, I'm either like... Sweet and spicy or bitter and boozy? Like, yeah, I don't do that, but you do. <laughs> I just remember like taking mezcal shots there and I'm scarred for life and I'll never do that again. I need They're to. so good. Oh, not for shots. I just like can't take shots in general. I think it's just like, I'm, I'm just like reached that breaking point in my life where I can't do it anymore. Oh man. Especially mezcal. It's like, oh, it's too intense. That is the only shot that I can do plus aguardiente. Oh God, no. Yeah. No, no, no. You like the very boozy cocktails. Yeah. I'm not so into that. (laughs) I'm like, I want it to be boozy, but I don't want to taste the booze. That's why you like spicy more. Like for me, it's like, okay, that's too spicy. Like I kind of want to taste my mezcal. Yeah. Like the picantes at Soho House. Oh, yeah, that's too spicy for me. Love it. They put, like, a floating pepper in there. Yeah, I'm like, no, yes, please. Terrifies me. So good. So one thing that I love to ask guests on the podcast, especially ones from Miami, are that if you had one day in Miami, it's your last day, start to finish, where are you going? Not only restaurants, like, literally anywhere in the entire city, starting from breakfast all the way to dinner. Slash cocktails. All right. Well. I feel like I could answer this for you. I feel you. like, wait, can you answer it first to see how far it is from the truth? Breakfast, obviously, El Bagel. Duh. <laughs> so that's the day starting at 8 o'clock. Day starting at 8 o'clock at El Bagel. For lunch, ooh, that's tough. I feel like I could go many ways. I don't know. For lunch, I don't think we've ever eaten lunch together, Kat. <laughs> That's actually we always struggle when it is lunch because yeah. if it's a if it's a weekend, then we can get away with doing twenty seven for brunch. Um, Wait, I'm gonna do mine first, and then I don't want I want to hear what you're gonna say after. Okay. Okay. So breakfast at El Bagel, lunch at somewhere new and exciting that just opened. We don't really hang out for lunch. And then (laughs) for dinner, 27, obviously. And then for cocktails, Jaguar Sun and their butter rolls. Oh, my God. And then for dessert. I don't eat dessert. Yeah, you don't really eat dessert. Okay. But then also, like, what would you do during the day? I mean, depending on the season. If it's, like, a perfect day out. I would probably go to Nosberry Farm and wait in line for hours for cinnamon buns. Kat, you've never done that. Um, I do that every year. <laughs> Literally. Once a year. Every year. No, multiple times a year because even for Thanksgiving, I always bring an apple pie and a key lime pie. From Nosberry? From Nosberry. Yeah. Oh, I take it back. For dessert, you would go to Fireman Derek's. That's true. I have had like an obsession with them recently. Um... But, but, okay, you go from start to finish. From start to finish. Even if you, like, you want to go to the beach. Like, anything Miami-related during yeah, the day. Yeah, well, no. Okay, I'm down to pick up my bagels, 
and take him to the beach. But like, not where there's a lot of people because I don't want to be around the chaos. So maybe like, go up like to the 20s or the 30s. Not, mm-hmm. Don't give me a South Beach or South of Fifth. No, okay. thank you. Um, then after Shaker, we Shaker does have food, so we can easily do... I love how I'm including you in my final day. I mean, I'm obviously, obviously. going to be there. <laughs> um, <sighs> it would, yeah, it would probably be drinks at Shaker, sitting outside, like... Midday drinks. Midday, yeah, like yeah. post-beach. Um, afternoon snack, get some tacos. tacos and fries. Yes. Um, then... Come back to your apartment. I can take a nap on the couch. Then we get ready for dinner, which would, I guess we would have to do, yeah. An, uh, Don't say 27 again, because that's something we would actually it would be, do. No, it would be 27 or Jaguar Sun. And then the other one would be for drinks. So it would be one or the other. Okay. Because I'm so predictable. Well, if okay. So if this is in non-COVID times, I would say... Dinner at 27, and then going back to Jaguar Sun to their downtown location and having drinks there and shutting the bar down. And then going to... And then having their Parker House rolls for my dessert. Because then we would go to Over Under. Over Under, that's right. We could go to Over Under. Over Under is a... And we can walk over there. Yeah, exactly. Or a Lost Boy. No. (laughs) I'm not going to Lost Boy. Okay, we overdid Lost Boy. But Over Under... I'm blacklisted now, so... Over under <laughs> has like this insane. Obviously, we love mezcal. This insane mezcal slushy. Their po- their frozen paloma with a mezcal floater is the way oh, to that's go. That's what it is. Yeah. Also, they've got super cheap beer and mezcal shot combos. So I would oh, definitely I be forcing you to have a Miller Lite and a mezcal with me. Actually, no, you can't because you're gluten free. Yeah. But I would still force you to have a shot, and I would drink your little mini Miller Lite that they give you. In your okay. Water. So your last day in Miami would be like every weekend in Miami that we go to. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I pretty much live every weekend like it's gonna be my last. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone should live that way. I think that if I were to have my last day, that's really tough because I love so many parts of Miami. I would definitely include some gluten-free pancakes wherever I can find them, even if I make them myself. No, you can't have your last day cooking for yourself. (laughs) I like to cook. So weird. (laughs) Kat is really maternal, guys. She loves to cook and she loves kids, so hit her up in her DM (laughs) at CatMed. I'd maybe go to like raw juice for a solid acai bowl. Yeah. I love that. And for lunch, I mean, I'm so healthy. It's not going to be fun for people. <laughs> I'm like, go to Pura Vida for a bowl. <laughs> like, I I don't, I'm gluten-free. So like, really, what can I eat besides air? At least a mandolin. Oh my God, you're, what's wrong with me? I need to, I have a list that I give my friends from out of town. This is why you keep me around. This is why I keep you around because otherwise I'd go to the same three places over and over like Green Street and Moshi Moshi. I mean, but we still do that. We do still do that. (laughs) Correct. But if I was being like bougie for a day, I would probably go to OTL in the morning and walk around the design district and go to like St. Rock and just like chill around there get some coffee a matcha latte over there yep get a matcha latte with almond milk and then for lunch definitely mandolin now that you just said it like an outdoor vibe good day mandolin absolutely for dinner ooh macchialina sold (gasps) 
Oh my god, I forgot about the same ten dollar pastas on Wednesdays. Yes, and I have boy a day. Ooh, I don't know if I would make that my last night though. Because the only thing that I really love from there are those potato skin things with caviar that oh they have. Oh my god, yes! And the crispy polenta is also amazing. Their okay. pasta is okay. Well, also because okay, we're you're starting doing over. Free life, like oh my god! I can know. We just like eat around Miami, like the entire my day. La- <laughs> exactly. My last day in Miami, gluten free edition. OTL for breakfast, chill in the design district, mandolin for lunch, eat outside in a nice day, and for dinner do macchialina, and then for dessert wherever has gluten-free dessert. <laughs> I would go to Salty Donut. They're not open during that time, but I'd get it before and get like a gluten-free donut. Honestly, for our last day, I feel like hours of operations should not be okay. like, restricting I'm our options. I'm loving that. Yeah. I'm loving that. We'll have to contact the owners before and let them know. I'll, I'll let them know. And then for drinks, I really like to go to Sweet Liberty. I'm trying to think of something different from what you said. But. But we'd obviously end up at Broken Shaker because, hello, (laughs) we live there. I need a bed, like, under the table. I mean, they have. They're a hostel. They have beds. But I think I I would need to, like, live in 27. Oh, I mean, they have the upstairs. Right. Just convert one of the couches into a bed. I mean, I feel like we can easily, like, close the curtain and turn it into a room. And maybe one of it, one of maybe one of the couches are a pull pull-out couch. I wouldn't be surprised. We'll have to ask Jared about that. Oh no, actually, Emily, shout out to Emily Sobel. She took me to this bar a few weeks ago called the Scapegoat. Have you heard of it? It's been on my list. I loved it. Really? Such a cool vibe. Loved the inside. It's small, but it's really cute. And they had an amazing Paloma. Okay. Oh, also. Since hours of operations don't matter, COVID doesn't matter in our last day, Swizzle. Oh my God, Swizzle's still around? I mean, they just closed because of COVID. Oh, okay, yes. good. Um, and they're open to like 6 a.m., so that would definitely be, after over-under, we're going to Swizzle. If we can make it there after that slushy at over-under. It's it's our last day, hangovers don't count. Okay, okay. We can drink however much we want. Got it. And Swizzle is a vibe. Yes. We've had some very fun times there. And their cocktails are amazing. Didn't we go last Halloween? No, we only did uh, Shaker, our 27. Oh, you're right, you're right. We did go to Shaker in 27. I was Princess Peach. I was Catwoman. And you were wearing a full latex bodysuit that you bought on Etsy from Russia. Yep. Had to lube yourself up to get into the bodysuit. Yep. And had then- to carry their lube with me if, whenever I needed to use the bathroom. And poor Blair had to help me in and out of that bodysuit. And I had to draw the actual lines all over your bodysuit. Do you remember? Yeah, and I was, was like, great. don't move. And I'm like <laughs> sitting there with a silver Sharpie, just like going over, not knowing what I was doing. But it somehow turned out. At least the lines were already there, so you just had to, like, trace them. And then Kat went to the bathroom, which, mistake number one, and she asked this girl in the bathroom, she's like, can you just, like, zip me up? And she's, like, covered in lube. (laughs) Kat Kat is, like, the queen of Halloween, just saying. I love Halloween. Yeah, I'm going to definitely have to link some of her pictures because... Oh, my God, a collage of my greatest hits? Yes, please. Yes, (laughs) because this past Halloween, you were... I was the May Queen from Midsommar. Which is just like pure flowers. I mean, she goes ham. I literally spent $250 on Amazon on just flowers. Are you serious? Positive. And the vines. 
I mean, it was, so it was like everything was to be thing. glued individually. Yeah. But then how did you do like the thing under? So it's a hoop skirt lined with green fabric and then we just hot glued all the flowers on. How long did that take you? A week. Yeah. But it looked so good. It looked so good. And I, you won a trophy. I won a trophy. Shout out to Jaguar Sun for crowning me best costume for Halloween. How could they not? Everyone's pulling up with like cat ears and you pull up in like a full hand glued flower dress. Oh my God. Poor Will. Like it was sprinkling when we got there. He, I was like, I need your help. Like getting an umbrella to this Uber because I, one, need help getting out of the car. Two, cannot get this costume wet. So I had to give him my crown Give him, I had a bear purse because in the movie, the May Queen has her boyfriend sewn into a bear um, as part of like a sacrifice for this cult. Oh, casual. Yeah. Great horror movie if you haven't seen it. Um, and so I had a bear purse and poor Will was like holding the umbrella, holding my things, trying to help me get out of the car. Like I was just like, oh my God. such a. You're like, hold my bear purse. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. What makes a good restaurant experience? Hmm. I mean, definitely customer service. I feel like you can have an amazing meal and shitty customer service and you're not going to go back. And vice versa, you can have a pretty average meal and amazing customer service and you're like, oh my God, like I'm definitely going to come back. Like maybe it'll be better next time. Maybe you just had a rough day. So I definitely think, you know, customer service is key. Um, I think the vibe for me, I need to have like, it not be too like crazy loud. I need to have good music. It just needs to be a vibe. Um, obviously food and drinks have to be on point, but I'm pretty forgiving on that. Um, and hmm, good people, a good company. There's honestly, I mean, I've gone to eat by myself and that's, you know, great just to like survive and eat something because I can't cook <laughs> so going to restaurants alone is a thing for me but I think going with people to create from fun memories and you know have a good time like I honestly like we go out to eat like all the time and even though we go to the same places like I still like with Heaton like I remember like it was I want to say Oh yeah, that was right when you got the job with Grey Goose. So we were celebrating oh my God. you getting the job. That was like two years ago. Yeah, right and it was just like, like I yeah, I do remember that. And then the people next to us like just graduated med school. Yeah, remember everyone was celebrating something that night. Yeah. So I feel like you know having these great milestones and associating it with like a great culinary experience, like it's just perfect. I love that. What, if you could only eat one type of food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Fuck. <laughs> oh no. Mm. Uh, we come with the hard questions here. This is, this one stumps me. It's like asking me my favorite movie. Um, uh, I mean, I guess I would do Italian so that I can have pasta and pizza. Yeah, that's a solid choice. I don't know. You also really do love movies. What's your favorite movie? I just told you not to ask. Oh, my God. <laughs> you walked into it. I did. Um, 
Fun fact, I used to work at Blockbuster. Oh my God, how did I not lead with that? Yeah. Okay, guys, Kat used to work at Blockbuster. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, turn this podcast off because- You don't belong is, here. This is way, you're way too young for us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I used to go to Blockbuster every single Friday, rent a movie. If you didn't rewind the movie, you got fined, no. right? No. Well, first off, I worked there when it was DVDs. I'm not that old. But it was, the slogan was be kind, rewind. Like it was just like a courteous <laughs> oh thing to God, do. Oh my God, that's from Superstar. Not, the employees had to rewind the movie. That was from Superstar and now it all makes sense. Yeah. With Will Ferrell. He's like, be kind, rewind. I never got that. Yeah, they had it, the sticker on all the VHSs. Yeah, I always rewind. Rewound it? Yeah. Rewinded it. And you, yeah, what's your favorite movie? Especially working at Blockbuster, like, Hello. You uh, gotta have a top three. Oh my god! Uh, okay, you know the answer to this. No, I definitely don't. I top three. I'll every give you three. time someone asks me this question, I'm like, I can break it down by genre, and oh then they'll my god. Give, and then they'll and then they'll put me on the spot with the genre. I'm like, I don't know. I'll have to think about that. Oh my I god! I just always find a way to get out of this question. Okay, but just three that you like. Okay. Okay. For anyone who like wants to be a movie buff like you. Okay. You're well, like these are the three movies you have to watch. Okay, so that's different because like I, my three favorite are, are movies that I can just like quote and that I'll rewatch until the day I die, like Josie and the Pussycats. Like someone, oh my god, I haven't seen that. Oh my god, someone came. Uh, this Bravo star like titled her book, um, "One Day You'll Thank Me," and that's a quote from Josie and the Pussycats. It's like, "One day you'll thank me, but by then I won't be taking your calls." <laughs> Love it. So, yeah, this is just like a movie that will stick with me until the day I die. But no, honestly, if you are a movie buff and like haven't seen these three movies and you're not a movie buff, I mean, I'd have to go with, hmm, Taxi Driver for sure. Um, I feel like The Godfather is a classic. I'll never get tired of watching that movie. And then I feel like I'm really going with really old ones. I'll go with a modern one. No Country for Old Men. Hmm. Interesting. Fun fact. I, I feel like I've said that so many times. There is no soundtrack in that movie. There's no music at all. Mm -mm. Which is crazy because I took a movie class like my freshman year of college. And the number one rule that they said was... The soundtrack makes the movie. Well, No Country for Old Men is an amazing movie. And has no and soundtrack. And no soundtrack. That's crazy. Wait, you have to have really oh good Oh my acting. god, no, but I also love Almost Famous because that's a oh, really so, amazing okay, soundtrack. Okay, you <laughs> sold me on that. Almost Famous is such a good movie. Blow is one of my favorite movies, too. Really? Yeah. JD, love he him. He doesn't do it for me. He does it for me. No. I mean, but I'm a again, loyal follower. My taste in, in men is very questionable. That's why we make great friends because yeah. our taste is so, so opposite. opposite. Like my top three guys are like Pete Davidson. Oh my God. Come on. Cat. <laughs> Adam Driver. You, you literally can't go from naming these three amazing classic movies to saying Pete Davidson is your hottest guy. Like, oh my God. We got it. No, you got to replace him. Uh, um, okay. Mm. Joaquin Phoenix and okay, Keanu Reeves. Great. Love it. Not Pete Davidson. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, Keanu. And Joaquin. I mean, he's unbelievable. And the Joker, he slayed it. 
So good. I went to this exhibit. It was like, I forgot. I visited my sister in New York like a year ago and we went to, I don't know. It was the Dolby Theater, I think. Mm -hmm. It was like a Dolby Theater exhibit and they had a full Joker exhibit and it was like, you walk in, they wow. built the room. So they, did they have like Heath Ledger Joker? No, oh, it was just oh, Joaquin Phoenix because they were Phoenix? they were okay. promoting the movie that just came out, oh. and it was like you know the part where he's in the mirror and like you know putting lipstick on or whatever. Yeah. They had like the exact desk, and they set up the room to look like it was the scene, and then they had like a couch where you could watch the scene. Like it was really really That's cool. So cool. New York always has the cool stuff. So <laughs> they really do. Yeah. So Miami needs to get with it. Miami really does. I feel like the one thing that it's missing is is something like that. Yeah, like I cultural feel like their exhibits. Arts, yeah, like they're lacking in the arts and culture. Well, art they definitely have like some good museums, like I the mean, Bass Museum and ICM and stuff. But it's obviously not the Met. Like you can't, yeah, no, you can't compare or the MoMA. It's not. Yeah, you know, Miami has its own <laughs> its own special things about it. <laughs> yeah, we love it. Cool. Sometimes. Is there anything else that I'm missing? I don't think so. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This was long overdue. I got several requests to have Kat on the pod. So really excited about that. And we're going to go finish our tequila. Yes. I hope none of this gets me in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned for a new episode dropping next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.